podcast with Mo. What up and welcome to episode 30 of A Podcast with Mo. Uh, this week we are joined by Taylor. Um, on this one, we talk, of course, about patrons because I do it every fucking episode. Um, music as well, because again, that's almost an every episode thing. Social media birthday post, um, a math rant. I ran about people hating on math. The MAGA hats versus the native man. Um, second best white rapper. Throw that thought out there for people to think about. Um, weight loss plans, video games, uh, do a lot of video game talk, and then we do top five favorite stand-up comedians, and uh, it's pretty good, check it out. Also, I'm going to say, we need to do a secret word, because totally forgot to do a secret word when Taylor was on here, so we're going to do it right here at the beginning. This is why you need a secret word. You can win a hat. It's a trucker hat. It's white, black, and green. I post pictures of it on social media from time to time. All you got to do is share this episode with the secret secret word amazing. Just put that somewhere in there. You know, you could say, hey, this podcast is amazing as you share it with the fucking world. And uh, let me know you did that, rather by tagging me in it so I can see it or emailing me. Right now, I still only have two people in it to win it for this hat. So uh, fucking do it. And again, thanks for listening. All right, and we are joined by Taylor. What's up, Mo? Thanks for having me back, man. No problem. Do you want a cool? Do you need a cool nickname? I know Mo. Not everyone has one, but a lot of people do. Yeah. So we could be like Tizzle, or well, I don't know. What's a cool nickname for you? I don't know. I think like in college, people just call me T. T. Right. Let's so. keep it simple. Keep it simple. And you could do like the T pose on people. <laughs> Fuck them. Um. All right. I got a shout out that we have a new patron. And first, I got to shout out all the old patrons. So you are a patron, which I don't have to shout you out because you're not on that tier, but I will. And then we have Snappy, my mother, and then Hurricane Haynes. Yeah. So the new one is Daryl Prince Jr., who I believe, at first I didn't know this, and I sent him a message of like, oh, thanks. I don't even fucking know you, and you're giving me money. This is dope. Um, But then I was like, oh, I think that's Snappy's brother-in-law. Ah. So I guess it's like I kind of know him. So now I'm like, oh, I thought I had a stranger giving me money. So anyway, strangers out there. Well, what you need to do is just get all the people that already like you and pay for your music or your podcast. Right. Get them to tell like three friends about it. Yeah. And I'll, then honestly, them to tell three friends. I just want people to donate one dollar. Yeah. Like, and not even because I want the money. I just want to be like, oh, I got fucking 20 motherfuckers giving me money, support <laughs> my dreams. And that's just the way I want it to be. Um I feel like there was something else I didn't even know with the Patreon, but I'll uh, we'll see if I remember later. Um, also, I got to figure out when I'm putting out these episodes. So, uh, typically on the old format, because you'll see this one will probably be a little shorter, and it's just gonna have Taylor, um, and then me myself. I'm sure I'll talk a little bit on the front. Uh, normally I would put them on a Tuesday, but now I'm thinking maybe if I'm gonna have two episodes in a week, maybe do it Monday and Wednesday, and then if I have one episode that week, put it out on Tuesday. But then I understand that's not like consistent. Yeah. You know, so you're gonna do like current news top fives on Mondays, and then the music episodes on Fridays. Yeah, music episodes right now. The plan is every other Friday we're gonna do that. Um, as long as I can keep getting music, I haven't even we done the first three pretty quick, and then I haven't even hit up anybody for more music. So I got like nine songs here. Or so for the next one, and I could easily get this paper filled if I just got one good day on Reddit. I've learned it's really not that hard. 
you hit up people whose music you like or not even necessarily like but like you know they're like they're good and you're like hey would you want your music on this like i hit up these fucking sneak peeked episode four hasn't even recorded yet i hit up these four producers are not four 19 year olds from philadelphia and they all sound like fucking pop stars or whatever. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm on all right. I'll bump that. But like, you can hear and be like, oh, those dudes are fucking good. And I was just like, you want to be on them? And they're like, of course. Because who doesn't want their music heard when they don't? I don't know. I love it. I love the music part of it. It's been fun. I'm not going to try to take all the credit, but I'm pretty sure when you said you were going to do music, I said to get on Reddit and ask people. You might have. Just saying. You might just have. Just saying. Um, I mean, Reddit and making hip hop thread has been really helpful for me on getting feedback i'm making so many beats right now um that the whole like one feedback per day posting thing doesn't really help me i've made 10 beats since um the last time i recorded which was six days ago so that's not like too crazy but i have a job yeah you have a full-time job and in one of those 10 beats i end up recording a whole song too and that took like a whole day right fucking with that um so I've been making pretty good progress for the fact I have this mini keyboard. I don't really know how to play the keyboard, but I'm just fucking stabbing away at it. So, Mo, why are you making so many beats? And why did you make a song? You got something to tell us? Oh, yeah. I'm going to probably do a mixtape. Uh, I have like six songs done. I don't know when it'll come out. And I have to make a cool cover and all that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to it. Um, but eventually, and I have to mix it. Mixing's the hardest part because I suck at it. I will fucking do a mixtape, but I'm making so many beats because I had this dumbass goal last week of I need to make a hundred beats before I put out any more beats. And then after I did, I was like, that was so stupid to even say that. <laughs> It'll never happen. But then getting 10 in a week is like, oh, I could probably do it, I guess. Um, I just feel like I should sell them. I feel like I, I see beats that get sold and I'm not even trying to hate on anyone. I've just seen people sell beats online that I'm like, that's the most generic and I guess my shit's not generic. Maybe that's the problem. But like, I don't know. There's, I'm like, I could sell beats. Have the shit getting sold. Ain't nothing. Well, I mean, you have sold beats, right? At least one. I've sold one. I made $2 off hey. of it. So fucking take it to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, got my patron users out the way. Um, also, somewhere else, something else I just now thought of. There has to be a natural place for there to be a break so I can put in like the whole powwow giving everyone the email. So that's something else I have to start looking for. And these fucking single people episodes. God yeah. damn it. Um, but all right. First thing I'm going to get to is my birthday was yesterday. Happy um, birthday. Thanks, man. And I've, I have not wished anyone happy birthday on Facebook for an actually knows for a fact at least eight years. Because eight years ago on my birthday, I made a similar post to yesterday of, I don't know why the fuck y'all are all wishing me happy birthday. I went a whole year without wishing y'all happy birthday. But... What happened is everyone wishes you happy birthday on Facebook because Facebook fucking tells them it's your birthday. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, happy birthday. And it's it's people I haven't seen in like 13 years. And I only knew them for like two weeks, right? And they're like fucking wishing you happy birthday. And you're like, God damn it. You know what I do? I text someone or send them a message privately or call them on their birthday if like I actually know it. Yeah. And the only people's birthday I know are everyone I went to high school with, because that's the stupid, useless knowledge you fill your brain with when you're a child. Man, I'm terrible about wishing people happy birthday on social medias. LinkedIn, uh, if anyone uses LinkedIn, it actually fills in happy birthday for you automatically. You just have to press send. So, oh, so, so if you're if you're a link with me on LinkedIn, then uh, you get a happy birthday. I message. tried to make the LinkedIn profile once. Um, didn't really go great, I guess, in my search of LinkedIn. I never logged back in, so I guess it didn't <laughs> didn't keep me hooked. Um, 
or I'll have something super random I'm going to complain about. And I'm sure you, I like to just rant and complain about stuff. That's basically what this podcast has become. I really hate the term just saying, and I know I probably do it. I'm sure you, <laughs> I'm sure everyone listening to this has said this at one time, but I notice it when I say it on the podcast and I notice when I just, I watch TV or hear people right at work and shit. And it's always like just what you say when you don't have a point, like you really want to say something, you have no reason or point or valid excuse for it. So you just go, just saying. And then some people use just saying as a joke. Like now that I said just saying, it implied everything I just said was a joke. And I'm like, the. I don't know. I just really fucking hate the term just saying. That just has dawned on me this week. Filler words. That's yeah. What, that's what they call them, right? So. I used to get really upset at how many uhs I say. And now that I've said this on the podcast, people are probably going to notice it more. But it actually becomes in handy a lot because I can cut shit out and I just go, well, I'll go from the uh to the uh. And then it just it works perfectly ah. on the podcast. So I never thought of it that way. There is benefits. But I know that I'm sure it's annoying to people who notice it or whatever. I'm, I listen to a lot of podcasts where people have those, the words they just always say, like every episode, they always say the same words. I think it's just human nature. Yeah. Could gonna, be. Whatever comes easy or natural to you, you're going to keep using that. So, hmm. What else can I complain about today? Um, all right. What is your profession, Taylor? I mean, can you say that? Or is yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a financial advisor, help people with financial planning, basically. So you would say you are good at math. I'm good at using a calculator and using uh, right. tools that there, help me with math. So there are definitely different ways to be good at math. Yeah. Right? Like for I'm good at math in the macro sense of problem solving. I'm good at like. Well, there has to be an answer, and yeah. like, we'll figure. It out. I'm like good at that shit, but I'm not like I don't know my old. Okay, I know my whole times tables, but I don't know all those. But I do, of course, because I fucking went got a goddamn math degree. <laughs> but like, there's plenty of uh, computation errors I will make, right? Like yeah. small shit. But I'm pretty good, like the overall thing. But I just get super, super annoyed, and it seems to be happening more and more on the internet where people just hate math, right? Yeah. And I, my theory forever has been the only reason I'm good at math is because someone told me my uncle was good at math, and he was going to college to get a math degree and when i was in like fourth grade and someone told me that i was like oh i bet i'm probably good too and then i just was good yeah you that's just all there it. was this is all there was to it. there was nothing more than that and so when i hear people you know kids whatever they're like yeah my mom and dad are both shitty they told me i'll be shitty too and i'm like well you're gonna oh then yes you are you probably are really bad at math because you fucking sit around here bitching about how shitty you are at it and then that's like one aspect of my getting pissed off of people bitching about math. My other part is tax season's coming up. So <laughs> now we have to see all these fucking Facebook posts. They're like, they had to teach us fucking triangles, but they couldn't teach us taxes. And it's like, they did. Before you got out of fourth or fifth grade, you had every skill needed <laughs> to do taxes. You just haven't ever read them because you don't know what the fuck doing taxes are. That's a different complaint than they didn't teach you how to do taxes yeah. and in school. So I just get so annoyed at people using that sort of angry argument at math. And then people have this whole, you know, other, uh, I'm just bad. So fuck it. I'll never be good attitude. And I'm like, well, that's stupid as well. And then you have the other ones that I kind of said with tools, but they're like, why do, why do you learn? I have calculators. And it's like, but you have to know when to do what you have to know how to use it. Yeah. There's like still shit to it. The application. Right. Uh, no, I agree with you. I think people are just people. You got to be positive about stuff, you know. So if you always say I'm 
crappy at this, then right. you're going to be crappy at it. I mean, I mean I'm pretty negative. Simple. I don't want to like act like every, I'm, <laughs> I'm preaching all positivity. <laughs> but, right, and it, you're just setting yourself up a failure. Like, even though I am super negative and self-deprecating deep down on the inside, I'm normally like, yeah, I'm probably smart enough to figure it out. Yeah. And so as long as you have that as thing, I think you got something going for you. But fucking people today, they should all give up. It's fucking <laughs> hip-hop's fault, God damn it. Making it all cool to be not in school. Anyway, love rap music. Um, all right, let's talk about something a little more serious, and then we can go back to less serious shit. Is there is this big thing of, uh, I don't really know what the real name is, MAGA hat kids versus native man. Yeah, some. I think most people get that. Some private school yeah some catholic school i know that's become a thing because i have friends that are catholics that are all like how dare you make us catholics look bad like that's their take on it and i'm like well kind of missing the point <laughs> i feel like if that's your if you're against them but to me i watch there's a, a short video that i think if you watch the short video there's no way you watch it and you don't feel bad for the man yeah that's chin like you just don't like there's just and if you don't then you're there's something wrong with you as a, as a human being. But when you see the longer one, you realize that there was like, just not a big deal. I don't know. Yeah. It was just fucking kids being stupid. And sure, people were chanting. Like, it was super disrespectful. I would never do what those kids did. Um, I know the videos have come out now of those kids earlier in the day making rape jokes at a woman. It's like, I get like, they're shitty kids. But they're shitty kids they're fucking kids. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, See, I, don't even want to say, I, I mean, I do understand that it's kids, but I have noticed, or one thing that's kind of mine, is when the Parkland kids, you know, in the Florida school, when they, yeah. like, they get on shit saying something, people are like, well, yeah, how dare they? They should be held accountable. But yeah, for these kids, it's like, well, they're just kids. If you're the other side, like, yeah. the yeah. liberals and conservatives, like, switch switch sides as long as the kids are wearing MAGA hats or not, you know, yeah. whatever the scenario is. Um, I've just noticed it being a huge news story. It was a, yeah, I felt bad for the guy. I, who thought fucking private school kids were good human beings in the first place? Like, <laughs> what were our expectations? Uh, it was just all strange. I don't know. Man, I just it's just blown out of proportion. Just like everything that happens on the news, uh, if you watch the news, it's always like blown out of proportion. I feel like anyway. So it's, well, the, right. They're trying to get viewers. Media is there. They want viewership so they can create ad revenue. That's right. all it is. They, they want you to tune in at 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. and 7 a.m. Exactly. And I'm glad you mentioned ad, the word ad because that reminds me of something. I don't think I'm going to get ads from like real fucking business. Like, not real, but like, I'm probably not going to be like the, I'm trying to think of like stamps.com. Like they're a really popular or yeah. monkey, MailChimp, whatever, all those shit. But if anyone listening just has a business and you want to float me like 20 bucks a month for fucking ad reads, I could do that. Like we could work out a deal um, for the podcast, it doesn't have to be all that formal, so I just want to throw it out there. Um, hmm, what else? Oh, I did let you listen to some of my beats I've been making here and some uh, music. So, uh, any thoughts on on it you know, sound decent? But yeah, in the right path. Yeah, I like it, man. You're uh, you're talented. I know you say you always joke about it, but you're getting a lot better, and I think you'll continue to get better. I do shock myself. Um, which is cool. Justin Shelton, mutual friend, um, he is from your hometown, I believe. Yeah. He claims he's going to come down some weekend, and I know he plays a little keyboard and synth, so I'm my plan is I'm just going to go, hey, make me like fucking 20 samples while you're here, and just have him boop-a-doop-a-doop, and I'm going to make those into beats. Yeah. That's my 
master plan. If he ever comes, if, if he ever we're talking it. to you, Justin. Where are you? I know. Fucking last week, supposed to be. He said he would come this weekend, but my mom and dad are coming down because my birthday and all that shit. So I was like, well, I don't want to be like super fucking stressed with everyone in my fucking house. So, um, not doing that. But oh, other random question for you because you have uh, you like some rap music from time to time. Yeah. Who do you think is the second best white rapper? Like ever? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, you don't have to necessarily have to answer it. Just for, any, for everyone out there, Let me, like, I think it's just something we need to think on because there wasn't an immediate answer that came to mind for me no. when I just thought of that the other day. Well, I, to me, it's Eminem. Right. Eminem's number one. Number one. And I guess it came to my mind because some of y'all may have seen this article. There was an article that came out this week, and it was like rappers broken down by how many unique words they've used in their vocabulary on different songs throughout their career. And Eminem's like a little past the middle. Like you would assume he'd be like way up there, right? But all the guys that are way up there, like all these niche rappers that don't fucking have like a huge following, a huge following around and stuff. So it's like, yeah, they are their own thing. They're like nerdcore and shit like that. But like, I don't necessarily think unique words make you a great rapper. And maybe I'm biased. Cause I fucking can't change my words up and rap about different shit. I don't know. But it was interesting. Then it got me thinking like, Oh, who is the best second best white rap? Cause there are a lot of white guys on this list or whatever. Yeah. And so, I was like, huh, I don't know. I mean, I know what my personal favorite is, which would be Asher Roth, but that's because like I'm fucking love everything he's put out since I left college, and most like, people only know I love college. I so. like Asher Roth, so. <clears throat> but I know that's, again, that's just like a my favorite. Yeah. And I don't know if that's really the Man, correct it's, answer. It's hard for me. So anyway, top five list in the future might be top five white rappers, not Eminem, or something like okay, that. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll look into it. All right, man. You got anything you need to bring up this week? Man, we uh, we were talking about this. Weight loss. Oh, yeah. Mo, I got to lose some weight, man. We uh, all do. We all do. Like, Quitting smoking was stupid for me because I gained uh, like 10, 15 pounds just off that. Isn't it crazy that that's what it does? Well, it's because the cigarettes kept me dehydrated. So I kept all that water out of all the water. I always off. wondered why people gain weight and, when they stop smoking. I thought it was like from all the poison that you're not taking in anymore. I mean, a lot of it's just for real, like, this happened a lot to me, like, the last couple of weeks. It'll be, like, 8 o'clock at night, and I'm so fucking tired. And I'm like, well, I used to just go smoke a cigarette and wake my ass up. <laughs> and now I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to go eat cookies. Could drink a coffee, too. Because I need the fucking sugar burst or whatever. Like, it's just uh, leads to worse habits when you quit smoking if I really wish I could have just smoked, like, the American Spirits or whatever they're called. Like, the non-nicotine cigarettes. Yeah. Maybe that's the key. Um I just need because I, I have an oral fixation. I'm the type I chew on my fingernails, I chew on pin caps, I chew on straw. Like, I'm always fucking chewing on shit, and a cigarette just fit right in with that. And yeah. so when I'm sitting there playing video games, just fucking dozing off, I'm like, I need something, and I eat food. So yeah. that that's my weakness. That's what I do, man. I get bored, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get me a snack. Right. Oh, that that snack was good. Let me get two more of those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, we'll just buy more. I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's always dangerous because I've went through that where you're like, oh, yeah, I can just go buy a cheesecake on a Thursday night. Yeah. But nothing's stopping me because, like, I don't have kids and shit. Like, I don't, I got for real, like, I could just go do that at any time. And I have. And it's like, oh, that was delicious. Yeah. But then you're like, well, you can't do that all the time. You're a crazy person. You also live, like, right across the street from one of the best ice creams ever, in yeah. my opinion. And Brahms is definitely up there. 
the only reason I've been laying off the ice cream is I have this, like, I'm halfway lactose intolerant these days, and it's just hit me in the last, like, year to where, like, I can almost not eat anything with milk without my stomach hurting afterwards. And so I'm like, like, cereal's top five favorite thing to eat, and I've barely eaten cereal at all in the last few months because of this. Uh, I try to get this whole lactate milk. Didn't it all help? So maybe it's all mental. I don't know. I don't know what that is at the moment. Maybe... Maybe you should try soy milk. That's what everyone says. Or you know, almond milk. I don't believe in fucking. <laughs> have you seen these? Almond. Have you seen these milk? These uh, almond memes. Yes, milking the almonds. Does it have teats? <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, I got some birthday presents yesterday. I don't know how you feel about video games. I don't know if I've really asked you too many questions about it. I mean, I, I bought an Xbox One at Black Friday this year. Well, hell yeah. I think I remember you. And it came it. with uh, Minecraft. I got uh, Madden 19 and I got 2K19. So 2K19 is dope. Um, Madden I didn't try this year because it doesn't change a lot. But if you haven't played it in the last couple, then. I had to get it for my boy, Baker Mayfield. Oh. I just wanted his rookie copy. I understand. So. I understand. And uh, Minecraft, never my thing, but I love Legos and I love video games. You would think I would like it. It's just I watch little kids play it, and I'm like, I don't. So you just destroy stuff, and then my, you. My uh, brother-in-law that's like 12, he, he loves it. He wants to come to my house all the time, and right. he's like built this mansion out of bricks and stuff. He doesn't play the survival mode, though. He plays yeah, like the that's what I know. unlimited I a, mode or whatever it's called. I had a little cousin. He's older now, but when he was about that age and he was showing it to me, that's all he did was the creative stuff. And I was like, if it was me, I would do nothing but the survival mode, I would think. But and just how generations are different. So anyway, I was just curious. So video game I got, um, I did get Spider-Man for PS4, which I've been wanting. Now, a couple episodes ago, I mentioned how the Batman video game series, the Arkham series, has the worst control schemes for combat of all time. And how it's like, I just hate it. Everyone else loves it. I hate it. Spider-Man has the exact same shit. And like I'm not trying to hate because like I'm really appreciative my wife got it from like I wanted it. I just didn't know this was a thing. And so I've only played it for one night at the moment. And it really sucks that that's the way the combat is. Now, if people out there are unfamiliar, basically it's like a group of bad guys are standing around and you're in the middle of them and they kind of are attacking you one at a time or, you know, not like not very effectively, to be honest with you. Like they should be able to destroy you. Um, and they, they'll have guns and shit, you know, they pull those out. And then your spider, since it's tingle, when they tingle, you got to hit circle to dodge and then you hit tri- square to punch them, triangle uh, to do like a a range attack i guess or some shit so like it's just that combination just those three buttons over and over and over until all the guys go down it's just circle 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 to dodge and then square to punch and so it's just dodge 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 punch 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 and there's something about it that drives me nuts i'm like there's just anyway i'll get through this game because i wanted it and i was like god damn it i'll do this but that is my first impression is i fucking hate the combat system of this video game you you know i can kind of I don't play those video games, but on Madden, which I'm playing right now, right, like in between plays, sometimes it'll pop up and it'll say "Hold A to skip this like timeout or whatever." Right. I hate that. Like, let me just press A. Why do I have to hold it? Oh, dude. You know, like I didn't pay to like. It's great that you bring this up because you're not a video game person, and this is like a big deal in uh, like video game Reddit's right a little bit. Not a huge deal, but it has something that's come up lately. Like, Sometime, I think Destiny actually started. So when the video game Destiny came out, this started the trend of 
you're holding something a certain amount of time and then that's selects as opposed yeah. to pressing. I and I, I don't know why, but it is a thing that is overtake. I mean, I just played Red Dead Redemption. Fucking every time you want to do something, you can't just hit square to select it. You got to hold square until the fucking circle fills. And it's like, uh, it drives me insane. So I completely agree with you that it is a horrible design choice that video games have adopted. Um, all the video game makers, you hear that? Yeah, fuckers. I know you're all listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Also, my wife surprised me and got me a second video game. Uh oh. Because I gave her a list of three games that I'd be okay with, and she got me two. And she got me Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Now, personally, I never really like Assassin's Creed games. I've normally been like, uh, I tried the third one where it was set in America, and I was like, this will be cool. And I lived a powwow, and the dude was half native, and so powwow was all like fucking pumped, right? Like, ooh, the Assassin's native. And we were like, we were excited. We pre ordered like a year before it came out. And we played it and we're like, oh, this is boring. I don't know. This, this isn't fun. It's like, oh, I just hated the way you followed people and you just waited for it to tell you to hit a button. Right. Yeah. And that's always kind of my problem with games when you're just waiting around to, for them to tell you when to hit the button. It's like, well, that takes out all the fucking skill and shit. So I didn't love it. Uh, but Assassin's Creed um, Origins came out last year, the year before, whenever it was. It was Egyptian-based. Apparently, that changed the system. Like, the whole system's different now, new game style. And then Assassin's Creed Odyssey that came out this year uh, was uh, based on Greek mythology. Ah. And my wife thought that sounded interesting enough for her to want to watch that she would also purchase me this game. So, eventually, once I beat Spider-Man, or don't beat it, whatever happens, I'll get to Assassin's Creed Odyssey as well, but Whichever. that game's like a hundred hours long, Assassin's Creed, so I don't, I just don't have a I'm not gonna buy any big video games in the near future even though there are a couple I want coming up um, I think I'm, I'm gonna be good for a minute, and then I gotta balance that with, I said I made ten beats this week, and as soon as my wife gave me that video game, she's like, so you wanna play it? And I was like, I really think I need to go make a beat right now <laughs> because at that time I'd made eight and I was like, I would love to get to 10 this week. And yeah. then she looked at me like I was a crazy person. So in a weird way, like I do still love video games, but um, it is becoming clear to me that the the music is definitely more of a love at the moment. Yeah. If that makes sense. We go through phases. That's right. It's like a season in your life. If I could make video games, I would probably be really fucking into it. I'm just, uh, I think there's creative people and there's consumers. And I think you can be both people or whatever at different times but for me when i'm in like create mode like i haven't listened to a new rap song or a new beat of anything probably in like a month like if someone right now is like oh did you hear that new whatever song i'd be like no i just haven't even listened to any music i've listened to podcasts and i listen to beats i make and yeah. that is it and maybe i should it should be getting influenced okay that's a lot i've listened to all the music on my music podcast about maybe that's why they're so awesome because i that's all i listen to <laughs> um but it is different. I think about it a lot. I put way too much thought into uh, the creative process in which I normally am just ranting to my wife and she looks at me like, cool, I'm going to get back to my book now, weirdo. So so a segue here, yeah, uh, kind of on that. Uh, I just got back from Rome. My wife and I and my son went to Rome. Oh, yeah. Uh, my Rome, wife's been there. It was awesome. Um, but creative people, Michelangelo, it, like sometimes it would take him like eight years to right. do a painting or – or a uh, sculpture. I mean, so I think that's just part of being a creative person is like just, you know, you get stuck in that. It's a, Right. So. And uh, that's why all these on the beat things, I know I don't know a lot. Like I'm still an idiot. Like there's plenty of times, like right now I have a beat. I have a really cool fucking build up at the intro. And whenever like the fucking verse drops, 
you would expect it to be like a just a loud like boomy drop. Like, I can't explain it, but I don't know how to do. It. Like in my mind, I'm like I know what it should sound like, so all I can do is just fucking experiment huh? until I'm like, oh, I guess that's kind of what I'm looking for. But really, I'm just a fucking idiot, and so <laughs> I'm just trying to luck out into it. Oh, my last little video game thing I want to briefly bring up. I'm gonna look into it more. Is there's this video game coming out called Anthem that is supposed to be the next Destiny if people like Destiny and all that shit. It's like fucking hopped like a lot. Like everyone loves like online people are just so ready for Anthem, right? And they're gonna be so excited by the people that made um I mean it's Bioware, I'm trying to think what they make. Mass Effect, I guess is the most yeah. popular thing they make. Um so it's from them, but it's like an online shooter set in space, looks like Star Wars mixed with Destiny and all that. But I look at it and I'm like, looks fucking trash to me. Like I just don't think anything <laughs> about it looks cool. People are just fucking loving it. And like it's not out. So like I I haven't played it. I understand I'm just judging it completely off nothing. But I'm just like, I don't get what's so great about this fucking game. And people are just fucking jerking themselves off over it. Uh, Weird. <laughs> I just want to get that on record now before the game comes out. And then Mo's going to be back like six months from now saying, All right, uh, I, finally I bought kinda it. like it. I finally bought it. It was on sale. On, <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> fucking masterclass. Um, Oh, yeah, the last thing I want to bring up to you before we get into our top five list, because it kind of goes into our top five list. Um, and then, well, actually, before that, we didn't spend enough time on how are you going to lose weight? I just now thought of this. We got all <coughs> tangent up. You said we need to lose weight, and I agree. We probably both could stand to lose weight. Yeah. Um, what is your plan? So right now I have Whitney making my plates for me. That's your wife, right? That's my wife. Whitney's my wife, so... I may have her make my plate and whatever she puts on the plate, that's all I can eat. Don't mm. eat anything after that. I just have to drink water. After interesting. That. So it's working so far. I'm down like six pounds. That is super interesting. I, me and my wife have the opposite problem where I make both of our plates and yeah. I'm of uh, like, there's two of us, right? So I, I make macaroni and cheese. Well, we're just going to use all of that between the two of us. However, I decided to divide it up between the two plates. And then she's always <laughs> like, you realize that's like, not for two people. And I'm like, yeah, but there's two of us. We're going to do throw it away. So what we do is we've started taking our lunch to work. Like and leftovers and stuff. Yeah, so. And see, I'll, I'll, I'm down with leftovers. I grew up on the leftovers. My wife's fucking snobbish ass. She's like, oh, I won't eat leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I guess that's on me to eat this fucking half a roast tomorrow. Yeah, and then I need to find a gym. like, Because whenever I was the healthiest I was working out, like lifting weights. Right. And uh, I'm like, I need to get back doing that because, I mean, I felt like that attributed to me being healthier and right. feeling better. Like, See, if there was like a – I hate gym atmospheres. I've never been to a gym that I'm like, this is where I want to fucking work out in front of these people. As a fat person, none of them seem good. Right, it's always in shape people looking at you like you're a fucking loser. Um, so I just, I personally don't, I don't like it. The best shape I've been in my life, because um, I was almost 300 pounds when I graduated high school. Like I was right around there because I was just smoking so much pot. And I had worked out all throughout my life until like 10th, 11th grade. And then I just quit because I quit athletics because I was like, I just don't enjoy all this. And so I just added more fat on top of like the whatever muscle I had. So I was just very large. And then I got arrested for smoking pot in college, had to quit for a few months. During that time, I had no appetite because I, I wasn't smoking pot. And I was so used to relying on munchies for me to be hungry that I dropped like 40 pounds in like two months because I just didn't eat and I walked everywhere. 
And so through that, I got down to like a healthy-ish size. So that's a drop from 250. But my wife looks at me all the time and I can tell just the disappointment in her eyes. So maybe we just need to just need to lose a little weight. I just look at my, you know, you get these memories on Facebook. It's right. like eight years ago. That's how like, powwow is. Like one came up today and I'm like, damn, you gained a lot of weight since then. Yeah. Like I, you uh, can tell it's bad. And see, that's why it doesn't really affect me. I'm about the same size. Like yeah. physically, I look the same size as I looked when I was a sophomore in high school. So like there's not going to be a memory that comes up for me where I'm like, ooh, look at that skinny guy. Yeah. Well, that's not the case for me because I was like my playing weight, playing football was like two fifteen, right? Like, and I was a lean, you know. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm trying so, to remember back to whenever you first came here, um, but it happens to the best of everybody, you know. I know, but I need to do something about it. Okay, so anyway, that's your plan. I think you should look into uh, Kevin Smith and then Penn Gillette, is that his name? Penn yeah, Gillette. From, from Penn and Teller, yeah. I've talked about this book they've read called Sides. And it's about, uh, and it's this whole diet thing about just eating sides. And the whole first, like, two weeks is you can eat nothing but potatoes. But just a plain-ass baked potato. Like, not fried, no salt, no butter. Plain. And it does something to your brain that after, like, that first week of that, if you really fucking do it, like, you reset your brain to where foods just fuel and it's not huh. something you even look forward to. I put it, that on my audible wish list. And it helped Kevin Smith. He he started that when he lost a bunch of weight after he had that heart attack or whatever. And so that's how I heard about it. Was listening to one of his podcasts. Hey, talking about Pendulette. So I've been watching H on HBO Go. It's called Crashing. Dude, okay. So remember earlier when I was like, we have one more thing to talk about before this. Oh. That was crashing. Really? That's one of fucking crazy. It's like my favorite <laughs> show. I've talked. I love about it. it. I watch it every night. Yeah, yeah. Um. It's become it's my favorite currently running show because you know I ain't gonna put over the office. Yeah. Uh, but currently running that in Atlanta, I guess, and Barry. Goddamn, there's a lot of good shows right now. But yes, Crashing's amazing. Um, I just before you got here was listening to a podcast where Pete Holmes was on Larry Wilmore's podcast called Black on the Air. It's pretty cool if everyone anyone wants to check it out. And I didn't realize how similar me and Pete Holmes were, like because when you watch Crashing, um. He does do this whole I'm religious, I'm religious, but he doesn't go into detail of like how he's religious. And he kind of does on this podcast where he was like, I wasn't religious because my parents were. I was religious because I went to church. Yeah. And then through the church, I became religion. I was the same way. Like my parents never went to church, but I went to church all the fucking time or whatever. And then how he just like bought into that so much. Then eventually, you know, he was just like, and then you do mushrooms, and then you're like, well, and it's like you don't see that side of him on the show, like well, the way well, it's he getting is now. there. It's though. getting there, right? Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's he's he's telling his story of how he evolved into what he right. is today. And Judd Apatow helps run it, so it's just well done. Um, if you have HBO, you have to watch Crashing. Like it's just so fucking good. That's super cool that you brought it up because that was really what I was gonna bring up to you. Wow, that's crazy. All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. All right. Um, now ruin my last topic. All right, our top five list this week was going to be top five stand-up comedians, and 
Oh, I've done this one before on the old podcast. When me and Powell had a podcast, I was going to wait till episode 40 to repeat stuff, but I was like, fuck it, let's just do it. It's fucking 30 episodes and we can repeat shit. Now, my list is different than it was before. I went off just top of the head. I didn't look anything up. Like, for instance, I know before I put Greg Giraldo as my number one because he was dead and like no one fucking knows who Greg Giraldo is, right? But if you go watch some of the old fucking roasts where Greg Giraldo comes out, like the Larry the Cable Guy roast, he's the best. He's just the best. But he died of an overdose. So, like, he's just out of sight, out of mind. That's fucked to say. But because of that, I was like, well, I'm not going to put my top five because this is more of like right now. What would I, if like their name popped up, new Netflix special or whatever, ah. how quick am I going to hit it sort of thing? But I've only did it that way because I've already done a, my all time okay, previously. Okay. So, I mean, and it helps keep our list a little different. Okay. Sure. So, um, all right. So let's go ahead and start with you. What is your number five? I like Louis C.K. here, man. Louis, Louis C.K. is great. I like him. Uh, he's almost like, uh, like that uncle that's kind of raunchy that tells dad jokes, but they're raunchy dad jokes. Right. So, yeah. like it. And right now, and I wanted to put Louis C.K. When you told me you had him, it would just made it easier for me not to, so I could like you know do a little diversity. Um, he probably should be on mine. I defend him way too often. The people who want to get mad about him jerking off, and I completely, I even get the arguments. I get the arguments. He was in the position of power, and those women felt like they had to say yes. But I just think his weird ass didn't get that. I think his weird ass was like, want to watch me jerk off? And he got off on it. And I, We don't shame other people for their kinks, but we fucking shame Louis C.K. for his kinks. So, <laughs> anyway, let's not go there. But I fucking love Louis C.K. Um, I enjoy when he has some joke about fucking an itchy asshole or something that you're like, oh, my God, how do I even talk about that? But his jokes also seem to help to make you think as well, right? Which I enjoy in mine. And I like anyone that pushes the limit. So I think that is a good, yeah. good choice. Um. My number five is going to be Ron White from, I'm going to say from the Blue Car Comedy Tour, but he's done so much more. So Ron I'm talk- Taylor, Tater Salad, right? Uh, I believe, is that what he says? I believe that is correct. <laughs> now, the thing about the Blue Car Comedy Tour that, uh, I don't know where everyone out is at listening, but if you're in Oklahoma, it was a big fucking deal, right? Because it was all country and shit, and <laughs> everyone yelled, get her done, and put it on their trucks and shit. Um I was in Colorado with my grandparents uh, the summer before the DVD came out, and my grandparents already owned the CD. Somehow the CD was out before the DVD, or they had a copy of it. I don't fuck. We were driving to fucking Silverado, Colorado from Cortez, and they were like, you like stand-up comedy? And at this time, I enjoyed Rodney Carrington, who was the most vulgar fucker a 12-year-old should never listen to, right? But I did. And I was like, yeah, I like stand-up comedy. So they put this in, and I listened to all four of them. It wasn't the exact set as the DVD, but it was the same same sets, but they record you till a different time, right? And it was funny as shit. Like, I mean, it was just great. And then I get back, you know, to Warica, my, you know, school starts, and by then everyone's yelling, get her done, and fucking the DVD's out, and everyone's fucking loves it. And I had that clock, well, Larry the Cable Guy's fucking dumbass, and I hate all y'all country fucks, because that's just how I am. Um, but out of the four guys, Ron Watt was like, I was that type of white southern guy, right? Because they were like the, of all the white southern types, you know, you had your uh, Bill Ingvall and Jeff Foxworthy a little more clean cut, and you had your Ron Watt and your Larry the Cable Guy a little dirtier, but Larry the Cable Guy a lot more country than Ron Watt. Um, you know, Jeff Foxworthy a little more country than Bill Ingvall. They just had like the whole gambit of the spectrum of the white folk around here, and I just connected more with Ron Watt. So through that long-ass explanation, 
That's my number five. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. All right, man. So what is your number four? Man, I have, and this guy could go in one through four. Actually, all four of mine that are left. Right. They're at the top. So Richard Pryor is who I have. Just okay. because, I mean, he's like the revolutionary uh, to stand-up comedy. Right. Everybody, you know, has gone off of what he did. Uh, and I, my honorable mention, I'm going to, I didn't mention that. Are you doing that at the we'll end? We'll do it at the end. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Richard Pryor is really good. If you go watch any of his stuff, it's like hard for you not to... I mean, it just was a revolutionary, like you said. Like it was so ahead of its time and all that. Um, I was just talking about Pete Holmes on Larry Wilmore's uh, podcast. I was listening to, and they actually talked about Richard Pryor and Louis C.K. both, and the comparisons of how Richard Pryor pulled a gun on his wife and shot at her and missed, right? Yeah. And then he turned around he and made that into a bit that was one of his best stand-up bits ever. And they're like, Louis C.K. is currently trying to do that, and yet people online are not allowing it to happen. By yelling like, no, you're no longer allowed to do comedy, you know, and they're all getting pissed. He's trying to make a comeback. And it's like, but Richard Pryor didn't, like, if that happened today, Richard Pryor would not, you know, he would get the same treatment. You yeah. shot, you shot to fucking kill your wife. But no one thinks about that shit because of the time period. It's just interesting. That's like one of my favorite of his bits is where he's like, right. So I, I killed my car. I said, <laughs> you're not going anywhere. <laughs> right. But uh, then I went inside because cops carry magnums too and they will shoot you. That's yeah. funny. I love it. I I really enjoy Richard Pryor. Um I didn't go with as many um older comics. Yeah, but, you said um, today alive, so yeah. Sort of, yeah. All right. My number four um is Sarah Silverman. I've always loved Sarah Silverman. It's probably because I think she's super attractive and I'm sure that plays into it. Um but she's also very funny and very dirty, and I, I enjoy some dirty humor. Um anytime her stand up special, like when she has a new one comes out, I like tell her off, I'm like, we got to watch it. Cause I see what the fuck she says. And I really enjoyed her, uh, Hulu television show. I love you America. Yeah. I thought she did a good job of trying to, she's like, was openly like, I'm a liberal Jew, but I want to see your side. Right. And she was like trying to mend the fences. I should enjoy what she was doing before it got canceled. Um, I've just always enjoyed Sarah Silverman. Um, so I'm putting her in my number four. I like her on crashing also. Yes. She does good on crashing as well. Yeah. And whenever she showed up in a little dicky video, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, all right, man. What is your number three? Number three, Robin Williams. It's a good one. Man, the the voices. I mean, just my childhood, not only Robin Williams stand up, but like every Disney movie, Missed Out Fire, you know, all that stuff. Right. So. I was... Um, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan's podcast. You know, he talks to a lot of stand comedians that talk about stuff. And I haven't seen a whole lot of Robin Williams stand up necessarily. I've seen some of it, but there are stories of young uh, comedians used to try to perform in front of like if Robin Williams showed up to whatever place, right? They would try to perform their best bits because what would happen is Robin Williams always stole people's shit. He didn't mean to. It was just his ADD brain. So like if you done your best bit in front of him, a month later when he's doing Letterman or whatever, he might steal it. And if he does, he'll pay you 10 grand, right? Like, so it was like all these young comedians were always <laughs> doing their funniest shit because he would pay them back because he would feel bad because he didn't intend to steal it. He would just be like, he would get fucking going. If you've ever uh -huh. seen his comedy, you know how he is, right? And he would just yeah. pull jokes from wherever in his head. And I just always found that really interesting. Like he never had it all. Nothing was ever really planned. He was like freestyle comedy. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I think that is a, a good choice. All right. My number three, I'm going with Anthony Jesselnik. 
Are you familiar? No. You should um, go watch on Netflix. I think it came out a couple years ago, so it's old now. But it's called Anthony Jeselnik's Thoughts and Prayers. And he literally, also, the best follow on Twitter. He is, like, the best dude to follow. His whole thing is he's like, can I be more offensive than any comic that's ever lived? (laughs) But, so, like, on the day someone dies, you know, he wants to make a joke about it right is that too early <laughs> right like he's just that guy and it's so good and watch all the old roasts like he he kind of took the greg Giraldo torch i was bringing up earlier like he came out in the whatever first roast he did maybe it was roseanne or somebody and it was just like holy fuck who is this dude he is brutal like he's just so mean and i love it i just love mean brutal comedy so um i just want to shout out anthony jesselnick he probably should honestly be higher on my list uh, but it's my number three. All right. What is your number two? Number two. And once again, could easily be my number one, Adam Sandler. And I love Adam Sandler because he always does his little improv music stuff with right. his standups. And I like music and I know he put out a recent standup, but I did not watch it. You didn't? You should, because he does a tribute to Chris Farley in that, which oh, is pretty cool. That is cool. Might make you, if you're a Chris Farley fan, might make you cry a little. I do love Chris Farley. Honestly, Adam Sandler, I used to love him, right? I love um, Billy Madison, love yeah. Happy Gilmore. Big Daddy's all like, if I really got into, uh, I know we've done top five comedies, but I don't know if it's a comedy. Whatever it is, it'll be in my top five. So I'm like, I fucking love Big Daddy. I've watched Daddy's it good. more than most movies. Um, but I wipe my own. And then I also love Waterboy. I want to say after Waterboy, I there's not maybe clicks okay, you know like there. I just never loved his movies. I know it's on a stand up comedy, but I haven't yeah. seen a stand up in so long. I love the Wedding Singer too. My mom, me and my mom went and saw that. Uh, it was definitely more of a chick flick, which is fine. But I remember at the time going and seeing, been like, oh, this kind of movie, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> man. Uh, I also remember going to see Not the Roxbury with my mom and it being fucking weird as shit for whatever. I guess whatever age I was and <laughs> it was just so awkward. Um, okay. My number two is uh, two and one could really two and one go either way for like my criteria of like I see their name on Netflix new special. I'm watching it that day sort of thing is Bill Burr. So he's good. He's really good. Bill Burr is the inner non-racist angry white guy like he just is he is the best non-racist angry white guy personification in a stand-up there is so like i don't know he just i don't know if that makes sense to anyone else out there i like to watch his stuff so but like and i say non-racist because like he's never says anything like that and he's married to a black woman as you notice on crashing yeah. or whatever um and he's so funny on crash his, his wife was hilarious on crashing yeah, yeah. it's like give me back my baby because <laughs> Everyone's going to fucking watch Crashing at second. Um, anyway, I, I just love Bill Burr. Um, I love when he goes on his whole rants. Like, again, we bring up Crashing again, but he has this whole thing on Crashing, which is a stand-up bit, but it's in a TV show where he's like, um, you know, don't act like abortion's not murder. It's like the cake batter. And he does this whole <laughs> fucking thing, right? That, like, me, as, like, a fairly liberal person, I'm like, he's completely right. Like, he's just right. He doesn't say anything that isn't true. Yeah. And you have to agree with every like Bill Burr. He's just mastered it. He's like fucking in his forties or something now, so he's been at it for a long time. And uh, I just think Bill Burr is really, really good. And like I said, anytime I see something come up, 
on Netflix. I do watch it. His my favorite scene of his is the one that's in black and white. I can't remember the name of it, but I, that's how I can always tell them apart. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the best one. It's in black and white. Looks all artsy. Yeah. No. All right, man. So, oh, what are you saying? So he's an honorable mention for me. Okay. Him and yeah, I'm gonna be the other one in a minute. All right, and then we have the same number one. Yeah. So what is number one? Dave Chappelle. This is true. Now it wouldn't have been on my list if he didn't have that Netflix special somewhat recently. Yeah, because I wouldn't he wouldn't have qualified right for this sort of list. Um, but even now, like, and I know I'm just like a fucking Dave Chappelle stan. Like, he can come out tomorrow with a stand up special, and he could fucking say the most hateful, offensive things. And I'll be like, guys, he has a fucking point. Like, <laughs> I get it. Like, I'm 100 percent on Dave Chappelle's side for anything, and I, that's probably never going to change in my life. The Chappelle show was just super important to me in high school. Me too. Um, his fucking stand-up's just always great. He makes you think. Um, until recently, I didn't know that he was from the suburbs. He just never told anyone. Like, yeah. no one asked. He never said it, right? <laughs> he just never. And, like, I don't know. He's just so fucking fascinating. Uh, and if he wasn't doing comedy, you would, like, well, he could do so many other things. He just seems so smart. Yeah. He's very he intelligent. Whatever, but, I, I just, he always, and he's kind of one of those people, like, all of mine, or, well, he pushes the limits right. all the time, too. So Yeah, exactly. Um, um, he'll, like My go-to joke I think of um, is from, I want to say it's Killing Them Softly is the name of that special, where he's talking about the homeless man holding everyone hostage with his like jacking off. And he's like, and the homeless man had us all on the bus, and he was jacking off. And he was like, don't move or I'll shoot you. <laughs> like, <laughs> and just he sets up these scenes that they might as well have been a skit, like because you could have seen it, right? Yeah. So, um, he's so good and then he can just go from like joke joke okay I'm talking to you seriously and you'll you get it because my tone changed and then he, yeah. at the end is like haha I got you with another joke <laughs> and it's just the way his comedy is um, Dave Chappelle to, in my opinion is probably the greatest like, I know this is like yeah. our top five favorite and mine's favorite at this moment but I really do think uh, maybe he can't be greatest because he took such a hiatus you know or whatever but he's up there I fucking yeah. love Dave Chappelle love him um, all right, yeah, we can get to some uh, honorable mentions. I want to say uh, Joe Rogan because I love his podcast. I do love his stand-up as well. It's just if I chose, like, do a podcast for the rest of your life or stand-up for the rest of your life, I'd probably choose his podcast. Yeah. So that's the only reason I didn't put him on my list. But I enjoy every stand-up special he puts out. I love it. Um, Tom Segura is one currently that – I mean, he was my number six on this list or whatever. Ron White, I kind of just threw in there because I wanted to talk about how I loved Ron White. But Tom Scorer should have probably been in there, honestly. I'm being real honest myself. Um, as far as classic comedians, George Carlin is probably my favorite of the old classic comedians because he was definitely more of a thinker. You had a... I mean, you can listen to it right now and it makes fucking relevant sense to our government and our time period. Yeah. And you're like, God damn it, he's a he's, prophet. He's in my honorable mentions. I have him there. So, so good. Um, Bill Hicks is someone I didn't really get into, but my wife enjoyed him, and she was like, "Well, if you like stand up, you should check out Bill Hicks." Bill Hicks is really dope. I like. Him. They just put all of his old shit on Netflix uh, within the last month or so, so I think people should check. He was like a libertarian before it was like a pop culture like thing. Like it was cool, right? Um, and then also old people that are dead. Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg is fucking, he's got the best meme one-liners, right, you know, on the internet, and they do, like, a stand-up shot of Mitch Hedberg joke. Yeah. So fucking, you know, he's, he's super funny. Uh, and Bo Burnham. I want to mention Bo Burnham, because he's probably my favorite of the young class of of stand-ups. Yeah. You got All any more? good ones. No, I just had, uh, I just had George Carlin. Oh, I wanted to talk about how he put always pushed the issue and, like, 
he was thought of as very liberal back then. Right. He, he like would use the F word and, you know. Well, he uh, had the seven deadly words on television. Yeah. And, uh, Cunt, slut, fuck, pussy, motherfucker, shit, or whatever. I don't remember how it went. Whatever it's yeah. like. He had like a little rhythmatic thing he would say. And then off of him making that joke in a stand-up special, those actually became the seven words that you weren't allowed to say on TV. So like he invented the rules that became what the joke eventually would make fun of. Like it's fucking meta as shit. But that's the reason like right now, if you want to know why hole always gets blurred on TV and they're like asshole, but they blur out hole and not ass is because that's like one of his fucking asshole was one of the whole fucking words he said in that thing. <laughs> so like it's fascinating. Um, also, I always loved Daniel Tosh before Tosh.0. I still like him. I just feel like he's very well known and uh, his comedy style hasn't changed. Like, that's always what he was. But I loved Daniel Tosh back when he was like newer before his show and he would make a rape joke and people in the audience would gasp and you're like, oh shit, this dude's saying some shit. <laughs> Same with yeah. uh, Stephen Lynch, was a comedian I used to really like. He sings this song called Special Olympics that is just as fucked up as you may think. And that while listening to it, you're like, there's no way a human being is saying this stuff. But there's something about that shock that is funny, right? He also has one called Craig Cross about Jesus's brother Craig that never got <laughs> like uh, the recognition he deserved. And he had I, have, I have three songs that was my father. The other one was My Father Caught Me Jerking It. That was his. One. So look up Stephen Lynch as well as a random high school years. I think uh, a bit that everyone should look up is Bob Nelson's football routine. If you've not seen it, go and YouTube it. It's great. Bob Nelson's football routine. I like love the homework it. we're giving people. And also, uh, I will shout out, uh, we mentioned Crashing already. Another great stand-up comedian show on that you can watch if you have Amazon Prime is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yes. It's fucking fantastic. I can't talk about it enough. So. I enjoy it. It's good. Throw that out there. All right, man. Um, I think that's all we got. I think we're going to get you out of here before you have to go. Be well, You have eight minutes. It'll be wherever you got to be at. So I guess I'll let you go. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, we'll see when I put this out. All right. Thanks, Mo. Peace. Peace.